Good morning, Super Flex City. Oh, what a feeling when we're dancing in the city. I am here, another Scott Fishbowl music-related special. I'm very excited to talk to today. Jennifer Akins from 4 for 4 at the Monday Mommy. The Monday Mommy. Are you only a mommy on Mondays? <laughs> God, if only, right? <laughs> that would be pretty sweet. <laughs> First of all, you got my name right, which is pretty crazy because we didn't even talk about it and nobody gets it right. So I'm not sure how you did that, but I'm, I'm impressed. Nice, nice. So we're killing it so far. <laughs> <laughs> so senior editor, writer, 4 for 4, you do some podcasts for 4 for 4, heavily involved over there. Anything you want to tell us about before we jump into this? Uh, no. I mean, I, like you said, I'm, I'm, I'm solely at 4 for 4. Uh, it's my full-time job, so I do ton of content uh written and then behind the scenes editing and uh i am co-host of the uh t-map the most accurate podcast which drops every tuesday i think you have to check that out but we're here today to talk about some music so you're a fellow 12 like me you're the first 12 i've had on nice i'd love to see a 12 take this home this year, but I'd like for them to be out of the Nirvana division. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was a 12 last year as well. Same. Oh, were you? Yeah, it did not work out very well for me at all. Uh, I, of course, I went with the uh, the Drew Brees, Michael Thomas stack at the turn. So it, um, that's humble, uh, humble that was brag, the end. like, and and I've had such a hard time not like saying this in our 12 chat. But I finished seventh last year, and nobody in there seems to want to listen oh. much at all. I did not know that. That's like, that's amazing. Good for you. So, and, but you know, I, that's I, it's, I don't think it's going to happen again. I'm going to try my best. Like, um, I've gotten a little bit better every time I've played, but I, I do realize the luck that had to go my way to get there. For it, sure, I'm actually a huge tournament. Yeah, I've actually had the opposite uh, experience. I started out. I think this is my sixth or seventh. Um, I think I made the playoffs like the first three out of the gate, like strong, and then I've just slowly dissipated into horribleness my last couple years have been bad so jennifer tell them the division you're in and was that your first choice i am in the grateful dead division um it was my first choice after the initial it was my first choice of the choices let's Mm -hmm. put it that way I, i put in a different band i put in widespread panic as my first choice knowing that there was very little chance that there would be um as enough widespread panic people so um, I kind of went into it knowing I wasn't going to get that choice. And then um, I went with the Grateful Dead as my second. And then actually, well, what, when we re-upped, you know, I, I did the Grateful Dead as my first. And then I did Spinal Tap as my second. And I would have oh, nice. actually been okay with either one of those. Nice. I like it. So I don't think I've ever heard of Widespread Panic, to be honest with you. So I put it down. I'm going to check it out. Um, they are, they're actually my favorite band. They are a, they're j- a jam band. So if you, it's like, you know fish it's similar so if you hate fish you're gonna well they're i shouldn't say they're similar they're similar in the jam band aspect but they're huge rivals there's very few people okay. that yeah it's weird but there's very few people that like both like you're either a panic person or you're a fish person and there's not there's not a lot of in between um i, um, I wouldn't say i'm a fish head but i went to a fish concert with mm-hmm. a fish head and that it was amazing like hell of an experience like and i'm talking about from the music side of it and yeah. just the band and watching them and um it changed my perspective of fish and then i still wouldn't say i'm a fish head but i i love to listen to fish now 
All right, well, then you definitely need to check out Widespread. They're actually here in town at Red Rocks this weekend doing three nights. But um, so I, w- I went to school at the University of Georgia um, in the early 90s, which is when Widespread Panic came out there in Athens. So for me, it was like they're like my band, you know, like I used to see them for free at fraternity parties. Then, you know, as the years went on, we'd see them for like 10 bucks in these little venues. And then they exploded. And now they're enormous. And they're, you know, and it's crazy to think, you know, back in the day, they were like this little band, they were just our college band. And then now they're huge. So, you know, and it's very similar in the fish, you know, it's the jam band style. Yeah. Um, And I absolutely love it. That's kind of my that's my wheelhouse. But fish, you know, it's funny, I used to actually like fish, I saw fish a bunch in the early 90s as well and then i got to a point where i just kind of was like all right i don't know that i'm i think i'm kind of done and i kind of went in different directions and different music and you know i'm not like anti-fish like some people are you know sure. like i said there's, there's I, a big, I kind a big, of was almost, big rivalry to be honest with you when you say yeah. that i almost kind of was anti-fish until like um i was i was open-minded enough to go with my friend to see the concert mm-hmm. and then it did change but i kind of was like you said there were people that are anti-fish well, a lot of people don't like the, the, you know, that kind of riffing style where you've got like 10 minutes with no words and they're just playing and people are just dancing. And I think people, you know, it depends on the type of person you are. I think people just don't, don't get into that. And, you know, it also, you know, drugs plays a factor in that. If yeah. some people, you know, if you're, if you're completely sober, it might not be fun to you. I don't know. Um, I, I mean, I enjoy it sober as well as not. So, um, but yeah, and it's funny. So I was talking about the rivalry. I actually sent out a tweet after the, the divisions were announced. I was like, I can't believe there's a fish division and not a widespread division. And of course, you know, a couple of different fish people, you know, were like, Oh, as a fish head, I'd love to see that. I mean, it's a legit rivalry. It's hilarious. So I was kind of bummed that there was It'd no widespread. Great to have them like in the same conference too. Oh, that would have been great, but it didn't. Uh, and I only know of one other person that put widespread just cause we've talked about it before. So I, you know, so I mean, I doubt there was probably more than two, maybe a third somewhere out there put it down but i like the the dead is kind of something that you know i've been listening to since high school a long long time i don't do the the new john mayer dead you know I, when jerry died i kind of i haven't listened you know i haven't seen them i should say um but i am i'm cool with the division i uh you know there's a handful of, of other divisions i would have been okay with too a lot of it sadly i i don't even know i mean i'm so there are a couple yeah I, I'm pretty old school with my music and I don't listen to a lot of things. So I, you know, when seeing it, I'm like, I don't even know what that is. Like I actually Googled some of it and then I'm like, Oh, it's like one of the best, best known rappers out there. Never heard of them. I'm like, That's I feel, funny. I feel like I've I seen a couple where I'm like, is that real or just like a joke or parody? Like right, yeah. a fake one for fun. Well, there were, well, there are, there are a couple fake, you know, like movie, you know, like spinal okay, tap, yeah. there's spinal tap. And then there's mm-hmm. the one, um, from uh, the Tom Everett Scott movie that I can't think of right now off the top of my head. Um, but, um, the uh, That Thing You Do, right? That movie? And uh, Prestige Worldwide, I notice. Right. And that's, that, that's from what? Parks and Rec? Or no? Or, See, I, don't, um, I don't know. From, the step brother, no, yeah, oh, the brothers. With- but I think there is one from Parks and Rec. They're like whatever, okay. ban- whatever band that you know. Uh, but I, I, I actually didn't watch that show, so but I was told that's what that was. But I think huh. it's funny. But then I found it interesting that there's a lot of like, like Cher and like Celine. Yeah. I'm like, how does that make the cut? I mean, listen, everyone, you know, that's that's what makes the world go round, right? Everyone has different musical tastes, but there right. were certain ones no, exactly. that I was like, 
I'm like, how did this not make it? But yet there's like, I mean, are that many people requested share? Like, I just right. thought that was pretty random. I can't imagine. I mean, she was really popular back yeah, then. I mean, day, I, but have, I mean, I've, I've never listened to share with anybody. Right. Does anyone sit down and listen to share? I mean, I don't know. I just, I found that interesting that there was enough. Sunny, that they, I don't even know if Sonny did after a while. I think he was <laughs> even out the door. He didn't want to listen to her anymore either. I mean, but. I do know that somebody, I can't remember who it was. Someone at 444 in our Slack, like they didn't put a division and they ended up in share and they were bummed. I'm like, how did you not make a pick? Like knowing that there were so many different bands out there, I wouldn't yeah. want to get stuck in something like that. So I was right. definitely going to pick no matter what it was. I agree. I wouldn't want to get stuck in something like that. And I did get my first choice on divisions. But at the same time, there's other divisions I didn't pick that I'm almost jealous I'm not in because not because of who's in them, just because like, I don't know, this one has been a lot of fun for me, just kind of even like rehashing some old music and like, I don't know, it, it's uh. so what are I, you in? I don't know. I'm in Nirvana. Oh, you said that already. I'm sorry. And, uh, and um, I don't know. I just, Nirvana was a huge part of my life, like in the, the teen angst days. And like. Um, See, you're a little younger than me. I was in college. I was like early college for that for me. was, yeah. was Nirvana. Yeah. yeah. So I remember like ninth grade um, Nirvana, Nevermind. Like I remember mm-hmm. like the, the tape and CDs kind of being passed around the classroom. That's how I kind of can stamp where I was in time when it yeah. sort of was starting to get bigger to me. Um and I remember where it was when he passed, like um, Kurt Cobain, that is. Mm-hmm. But and that's yeah. probably is something with you, too. Like, um, we'll get to Jerry Garcia. But mm-hmm. like, at what point in your life, like, do you kind of do you kind of remember having that first moment where music started to get kind of intimate with you? Like that first band, maybe first cassette, first CD? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. <clears throat> I recently discovered that. So my, my father passed away last New Year's Eve. And we were at the funeral. And my, for some reason, something came up. And my sister and I both realized, and for the first time in our lives, and we're both, you know, old, um, but we both realized that we kind of got screwed in the music department from our parents. Like, they didn't, music was not a thing in my house. Like, my parents, my dad listened to classical and opera. So, like, mm-hmm. on Saturday mornings, they would be, like, opera, you know, blaring in my house. So, we weren't exposed to, like, cool music, which is a bummer, you know? And I just, it's something I never, I don't know, somehow I never realized it until adulthood. Cause like my son now, I have a 12 year old and I mean, he listens to all kinds of stuff because of us. But so I do remember, um, in middle school, we, I got one of those little cassette things and my very first tape was Van Halen, Van Halen. Nice. Um, I wasn't like this huge fan or anything, but I just, I guess it was what it was at the time. And I still can remember like every song in order, like how they went, you know, cause it was the only tape I had. So it was like, I just remember that beginning, that dun dun, the running with the devil. Like, I'll never freak like that intro yeah. is opening in my up brain. that tape case yeah. in the pool and opening up oh. the cupboards, reading through some of the lyrics. For sure. Like, so that was definitely, that was my first CD, but I mean, my first cassette. But I think as far as music, like, it really wasn't until high school where I had a friend that liked, she liked the Grateful Dead, like Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd. That was kind of the first thing where I was like, oh, all right, this is cool. And so that was really the first. I guess music that resonated with me, the first thing that I really, you know, got into. And then um, that was high school. And then I, you know, I saw the dead a couple of times in high school. And then in college, like I said, it was really widespread panic that kind of took off for me. It was just like, wow, this is, and it was just a different type of music than I had been used to. Cause, and that was kind of local for you as well. Right. You said. Yeah. Yeah. They were, they were a band and you know, the, they, all, they all had gone to school um, at the university of Georgia as well. So they were just like a local band in town. And, um, 
They played all over the South at that point. They'd gotten a little bit big, but they, you know, they kind of just played all the different college towns in the South. And then it was funny. I did in between my junior and senior year of college, I came out here to Colorado and I lived in Steamboat for the summer with a couple friends and widespread panic was part of the Horde tour at that time. I think it was 93 and they were low on the bill, but they were part of it. You know, it was like blues traveler and, um, I can't remember what other bands were, were on that bill, but we, we drove. I remember those tours. I never right. went to one, but I do remember those. So, tours. yeah. So we drove from Steamboat Springs. We drove down to Red Rocks and we were in the parking lot and we heard other people playing widespread panic and we freaked out because we thought like literally it was just our little college band. We had no idea. And we were in all the way in Colorado from Georgia and all these people in the parking lot pre- were pre-partying listening to, you know, widespread panic. And we were like, holy, like they're, they're legit. Like people know who they are. And, so it was pretty crazy. And um, it's crazy now because they, you know, there's just a whole new generation of fans for them, which is kind of insane. Like they're, so the original guitar player, Michael Hauser, unfortunately died of pancreatic cancer in like 2002. So it's like they've gone through a couple different, you know, guitarists in the meantime, and, you know, they've settled on one now. And so there's, there's this whole new generation of people that love widespread panic, but don't even know like Michael Hauser and the original. It's just crazy to watch it all happen. But you know, and then I kind of, I guess, yeah, I mean, I was just going to say, I kind of shifted in my adulthood into more of the, you know, the Americana singer-songwriter genre. So I, I love, like, Wilco, and, you know, that that's my other kind of go-to. Like, usually in my, in my uh, you know, my playlist or whatever, it's, it's either Wilco or Widespread. Like, that's kind of, it, it, you know, and there's also other bands that I listen to here and there, but... I kind of like that uh, that genre. So was Widespread Panic also your first concert? Um, no, actually, my very first concert was the Michael Jackson Victory Tour when I was no like twelve. Way. When I was like twelve, Jeez, um, a friend of mine, yeah, badass, <laughs> a, yeah, really? a friend of mine's parents like that was her birthday party. She took like five or six of us. I will never. Were you it. old enough to appreciate that? Like, no, I know no, that's a weird no. question, but. No, I don't know if my son would be because we talked before the show and we both have 12 year old boys. I can't Mm -hmm. I think my son would think it was cool, but I don't know if he's old enough to appreciate it. Yeah, I don't know if I really knew anything like that. I just kind of but I will never forget the the feeling like it was at the Orange Bowl in Miami. And I remember sitting there and the lights coming on and just seeing people in a circle, like the whole thing full. And it was insane. I mean, I was 12 and I remember being like, holy it was, it, it was like nothing I had ever – and I'd been to a million football games and stuff, but it wasn't yeah. stopped the same as it being pitch black and then they turn on the lights. And I mean, it was Michael Jackson at the time. Yeah. I had no – you know, you don't know it's Michael, you know, and it was him and it was his family. It was the Victory Tour. So that was the very first concert. I think I was 12. And then I went to, you know, a bunch of different – widespread, I didn't go – you know, I was – 18 or whatever by the you know my, my freshman year of college was the first time I went to Westwood. but I went to I did I went to a couple Grateful Dead concerts in high school so I was probably 17 and, and that you know I also went to Def Leppard sometime in there nice I was probably man. 14 or 15 um yeah I mean you know living in Miami we had a ton of you know good music at least that came to town and my parents it's funny for for them not listening to music they actually were fine with me going I remember my dad took me to Elton John I think I was in ninth grade and he took me. <laughs> I'll never forget. He had like the big pink mohawk, and I didn't really know much about Elton John at the time. But I'm man, glad I saw. Man, I'm glad I saw him because I'll never. You know, I've, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen him since, and I probably will never see him again. But I did get to see him. Yeah, and your dad took you. My dad and, took and me, and that's yeah. awesome to have mm-hmm. that kind of support. And that's one thing. Like, 
my family like there was always like some kind of music or classic rock it was mostly classic rock but after that it was pretty closed-minded and non-supportive to anything new that i wanted to listen to or Mm -hmm. um that would come into my life and it's interesting like was it like a religious thing like were they the the lyrics was it that or it was just just um because you know closed-minded like kind of um kind of kind of a a dickhead dad I, you yeah. know the more the further you get away from it the more you realize and sometimes that's hard to accept like or or to realize but the truth of it is like as being a parent you like even like you said the small things like wishing that you had music like yeah. that music influence you get away from it as you influence your kids or as you're raising your kids and you see the things that like wow right. what a dick really. <laughs> yeah you know what i mean kind of no like, totally see my like that was one thing my parents didn't there was no influence but they also didn't care so like i was listening to like we had like two live crew you know when i was yeah. like a kid i mean they didn't like my parents luckily see, they, I, I came home and had cassette tapes cut up on my table like our kitchen uh, table just like laying there after school like so disheartening like it's odd like it, i don't even know if i want this to come up like it's odd like that like grateful dead and nirvana intertwined for me in a really weird way because like i said before the show like i remember I remember where I was when Kurt Cobain passed away and like how it impacted me and mm-hmm. that teen angst that's in your life. And I think like in that moment and being a little bit younger than you, like it's somebody you kind of idolize and you're you're at these ages where you're still trying to understand like so much of yourself mm-hmm. and they have what you think you want, even though I don't know if we ever know what we want. Right. But to like see somebody that you see in that light, like take it all away. And I think that's why it impacted like so many people so much really, because you just don't understand Mm -hmm. you. You're not at an age to understand it. I didn't have people in my life to help me understand. And like, man, I remember my dad was such an asshole. Like, man, I don't even know if I want to do this. Don't listen. You don't have to. You absolutely don't have to. We, uh, and you know, and, I mean, and then I can, so I can see I'll, I'll the pain in your I'll finish, face. I'll right finish now. with this. I'll finish with this. When Jerry Garcia died, I got him back. <laughs> and and it was wrong of me. And but I did the same thing that he did to me in the moment where Kurt Cobain died. I but I waited. I waited till he was home from work. I knew what I was doing, which is almost worse. It was so anticipated. And so he was a Grateful he, Dead fan, I assume. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay. And, 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 you know, I would even say I was kind of even, but, but I just didn't care because I knew it was my moment to kind of just fucking stab at him. And, and I did. And I, I said what I said and I just left. I just walked out the door. Like that's how much I waited and anticipated for him to go home from work that I made my friends wait for me for our next activity (laughs) just so I could have my moment to like, You know, you say that like it was just suppressed anger and I Mm -hmm. wanted to hurt him. But I think really I wanted like somehow to tell him it hurt me. I don't know. Of course. No, listen, it's I mean, a parental like that's a whole different show. We could talk about that for hours. I mean, I have (laughs) I I I mean, my mother is an immense narcissist. She like legit has narcissistic personality disorder. So I have so I could talk about parental issues for hours and and, and it's it, it sucks i mean it, it sucks when you're you know a child 
or a teenager or whatever and, and something like that, you know, it's a huge effect on me. And I, and I, yeah. I feel, for, I feel for you because I know that at that moment, I'm sure that, um, you know, you were hurting a lot. But, and, you, and, and I think so too, but I think I understand it better today than I did then. And, and I never, I never allowed him to be forgiven for like a lot of stuff. Like there was much more obviously than just like a Nirvana and Grateful Dead. Right. Well, there. of course. No. Like, but, and I never, I don't know. I'll, I'll say that like when people pass away, I think they need the closure more than I did. I didn't need that closure. I knew who he was and how much he'd already affected me. And no matter how much he wanted to bring it back together, like the damage was sort of done kind of like, no, I don't need you now that I figured out who you were. Kind right. of well, the thing. good news is I'm sure that you've broken the cycle and you have a totally we can only hope, right? Different, yeah. <laughs> Listen, that's all that we can all do. And it's frustrating when you see people that aren't, you know, like, for example, like I was saying, my mother, she had a very similar relationship with her parents and she did nothing to break the cycle. And my sister and I are both, you know, like, are you kidding me? Like both of us, it is our goal every single day to have a different relationship with our children than, than our mom was with us and all of that. And, right. You know, that's all we can do is just, you know, try. And I think that's part of the reason, like, I'm so heavily involved with my children, too. Like, I, I, I can honestly tell you if I go outside and play catch with my son today, it, it I don't care how long we play. It'll be more than my dad played with mm -hmm. me. Absolutely. No, I and, hear you. <laughs> you know, and um, and that's part of the reason, too. Like I've told you, like, I'm always like constantly checking on them or like my kids will come to the door and they're like, Dad, are you coming outside? And like, I would never have asked that to my parents because we were <laughs> on our freaking own, mm -hmm. you know, and much different. But so I, I didn't necessarily mean to go so far <laughs> down my road. Hey, um, it happens. Like we said, we are both 12s. You're trying to stay a little bit out of the strategy base here, but do you have any ideas what you want to do, even with your first couple picks there? Are you worried about that third round reversal this year? Um, no, I'm not worried. I'm excited. I mean, that's I like why it. that's yeah. why I picked the 12. Um, you know, I think <sighs> I think I kind of know where I'm going. I mean, I think, you know, considering the scoring is similar to last year, I think I'm going to at least focus on you know, quarterback, running back are really where I'm going to go, you know, in the beginning and, and kind of fade wide receiver for a bit. And that's that's really my general, you know, strategy. Other than that, I'm kind of, as I told you earlier, I'm kind of taking a more laid back approach. I feel like the first couple of years I was in Scott Fishbowl, I didn't even know what I was doing. I just kind of read over the scoring and was like, okay. And I did so much better. And then when you just obsess about it, for weeks like certain people are doing in in you know in, and i'm sure yeah. i'm sure our 12 chat is no different than all the other you know right. number chats of people just obsessively doing mock after mock and and it's like this is as what I the mock said this is what the mock yeah, said and it's like, mock, and, check and out the, all the players i got and the mocks don't mean shit it doesn't happen <laughs> like people you have a random in there that Thank a is yeah. that, that is not in the chats that has no idea what happens with scott fishbowl you have a random that throws the whole thing off and then you, it starts this crazy run and all of a sudden it just, you can't, I mean, you right. can kind of think, okay, I'm going to maybe go this route in my first couple of picks, but after that, right. You know, maybe I mean, somebody that's never played super flex before, well, right. I mean, don't yeah. get me wrong is awesome to like continue right. to grow. But I mean, you, that you, that's what you do have in these mocks in your divisions. You have first timers that could mm -hmm. perceivably change the outcome of a mock or man, if I mock, I'm a jerk. I'm a, 
I'm the I'm quarterbacks nonstop just to try just, to help yeah. fix I the mean, ADP. Like people don't right. like mocking with me. They've I, so I kind of that's one reason I've kind of laid off because people are like, oh my gosh, you have seven quarterbacks and like what are you going to do <laughs> at this position? It's like, well, I'm not building a team. I'm creating ADP and you're messing it up. Right. Yeah. No, I just I'm not doing any mocks, and I I really I will say and I'm not going to talk a lot about it because I uh, I've decided that I need to lay off because. Um, People, you know, but I, I will definitely be taking kickers. You know, I mean, I don't know if you know, but kicker kicker has kind of been my thing for, for a while. And I love kickers. So um, I'm excited. They're in the fishbowl. I've done the numbers and I will definitely be taking kickers. And I'm really hoping that people in my division don't. I hope they're all anti-kicker and don't actually look at the numbers and realize that, you know, I listen, I would love for someone to take, you know, a wide receiver eight or a running back, you know, seven, that's going to get eight touches all season over a kicker. Right. Like, sure, go ahead. You know, so I'm kind of, that's really my only strategy. I'm not going to take them early or anything, but yeah. I'm going to take them where they belong. And that's what, what I was going to say. Like, part of me wanted to ask, which I think would be a silly question, is where are you going to do that? But like you said, you really can't imagine where you're going to do it because you'll you'll kind of just know when you need to in your division. Like, if none have gone and you get to that point where people are just taking, like, silly running backs and mm-hmm. wide receivers and a quarterback that has zero chance of hitting the field that's that's you're probably doing it before that yes and i would like to ideally i would love to stream kickers all season if depending on my division and how it plays out because that's how i do it in in regular redraft i'm a huge proponent of streaming kickers um it it definitely you know matchups have a huge impact on kicker scoring and so ideally i would love to be able to stream them all season i don't think that's going to happen because you know, there's so many rounds of what, 22 rounds or whatever. So, so let me I, ask you this. Do you have interest in streaming those kickers within your lineup? And what I mean by that is drafting two or three of them at the end of your draft and already having the kickers so that you can stream two or three kickers based on which matchups you like the best in case you can't constantly get them from off the waiver. Yeah, that is the plan. Um, I'm hoping, yeah, I mean, because, you know, there's obviously there's the, the three or four, you know, elite kickers that they're definitely going to go no matter what. But there's a lot of, like, middle kickers that are going to be have great matchups that people are just going to ignore. So I, um, I, I'm hoping, you know, to draft a few of those guys and just have them waiting. And, you know, I may not I may not use them one week. I may, you know, I may use all three one week. It just depends on, you know, kind of what, what's happening. That's my goal, but I don't know. It's interesting. My, my division, I don't really know. I know like one or two just from Twitter and whatnot, but as far as like players, you know, I don't know them. I don't know what their, what their likes and dislikes are. And I, you know, so it's kind of, it's going to be an interesting season because usually on Scott Fishbowl, I, I end up with a few people that I actually know I've been in leagues with, or I've been in, you know, so I, I these people, I have no clue. Like in my mind, you know, I, Maybe they, you know, hope, I'm hoping they're all, you know, anti-kicker or they're all, you know, going to kind of yeah. go go for, you know, I don't know. Try to do it a little bit later than you, maybe. Yeah, we'll have to see, uh, you know, but I've been I've been laying off because I was tweeting, you know, different numbers. And I was like, why am I doing this? Like, I need to just stop talking about kickers. And hopefully, you know, it's kind of a secret surprise that people won't really, you know, because listen, you know, I'm always fighting the anti-kicker brigade, you know, and so I'm hoping it kind of shows up here in Scott Fishbowl. You like, want to bring them back. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, kickers suck. Who will, you know, who, no, no one needs a kicker. I'm kind of <laughs> hoping that happens. Cause when you actually look at the numbers, it's like, you know, cause I did, you know, I don't know if you saw, I did a, uh, I wrote a strategy piece for Scott Fishbowl and um, I did the numbers and like, like kickers were like, there were tight end two 
that they basically came in as tight end two numbers, like wide receiver three numbers, and like RB like three and four. Like, and that, this is the middle of the pack. This isn't even wow, like the. Yeah. This isn't even, even the Tucker and the, out here from our twelves. Yeah, well, <laughs> but I mean, you know, it's like it's not, you know, and that's not even like the Butker and the, you know, these are like, you know, the middle kickers came in as like a tight end too, and that's with tight end premium scoring. So like, yeah, I mean, people that's are going to be solid taking, flex. Yeah, I mean, some people, are, you know, they're going to be taking like Jimmy Graham when really you should be taking a kicker, but whatever. <laughs> no, I, I love that. Yeah. This has been a ton of fun, Jennifer. Appreciate you very much. Um, thanks for getting through my um, musical emotional scars, we'll call them. It's no, funny I... like, how like music, like I'm noticing like so many scars from music. <laughs> you know what? But they have the, the whole thing about music. It has the ability to heal those scars, right? I mean, it's, yeah. a, it's kind of a, a two-way street on that. You know, there's people that are definitely, you know, music is one of those things that can do a lot for people. So yeah. Very deep. And that's I, I was very excited to see that music was going to be the theme this year, to be completely honest with you. And, and no disrespect to the, the themes of the past. But this one, when it was music, I was just like, oh, wow, this is I don't even care. Put me in a division and let's do some music. Yeah, no, in years past, I've, I've been like, I don't even care. Like, just put, you know, I'm, I, I very rarely there, there's been years where I haven't even put in a request. I'm just like, don't, don't give me share. Yeah. Like the well, one year when it was Disney or no, it wasn't. It was Disney or something. I was like, I, I, I DM Scott. I'm like, just don't put me in a princess division, but I'll take anything out. <laughs> I think I was in like Robin Hood or, you know, it was like a Disney character or something. And like, there was one year that was like video game. I'm like, I don't even play, like, and I still don't know what division I was in. Like never heard of the person, still don't know. That's awesome. <laughs> Tell them everywhere to find you. Um, I am on Twitter at the Monday mommy and I am at four for four. I have tons of articles and, uh, I'm part of the uh, Team Map podcast that comes out every Tuesday night. And um, yeah, that's pretty much where I am. Nice. Thanks again. I am at Swagzilla Zero G. This is at Superflex City. We are out.